Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories. I'm Shannon Keegan, swim efficiency coach at Intrepid Water. You don't want an injury to sideline you from completing your next big swim. Get stroke feedback or commit to improving your technique with one of my virtual coaching courses. Find out more at intrepidwater.com. My guest today is fellow Oregonian Sue Phillips. While Sue assured me that her story was not that interesting, she kept coming up with more interesting stories. I fondly remember playing leapfrog with her in Lake Mossawippi last year, but that was just the beginning. She's lost her kayaker around Lido Key, ridden waves in the Chesapeake, and swam the width of Tahoe during a pandemic. Everyone has a story. I hope you enjoy Sue's. All right, Sue. All right. What's your story? Yeah. <laughs> I'm really not sure I have one. <laughs> you keep saying that. Okay. You do. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, I, uh, uh, I started swimming when, oh, I can't remember when I started swimming. I was pretty young. Uh, my mom is determined that I learn, but uh, we moved when I started the fourth grade to a place that was like two blocks from the classic neighborhood pool that, you know, everybody hung out at so they didn't have to see their parents all summer long. <laughs> <laughs> it was your basic pool rat from fourth grade on and um, kind of never left the pool and they had a swim team and I started and it was fun. Um, what, how old were you when you started swim team? Um, fourth, was it fourth grade? Fourth grade is like eight, yeah. what is it, like eight or something, eight, eight, nine, ten, some probably nine-ish. Yeah. From there. So it's just yeah. a summer club? Summer club, but then we started going to the Y down the road for the winter, you know, for the winter Y club. And, um, and yeah, my mother, uh, bless her heart, was very gracious in driving me around to do all that stuff and just swim meets and things. But, you know, I just really loved being at the pool and, you know, about my age when I was 14 to uh, take the life lifeguard class so I could be a lifeguard at 15. <laughs> You're not supposed to do that, but I did it anyway. And, and uh, yeah, and uh, uh, moved to Texas to start my freshman year of high school and joined a really serious team, like a, a too serious a team. Um, where we really worked out way too much. We worked out, mm -hmm. I worked out three, three different workouts a day for a while. Oh wow. um, well, you know, you had to do was AAU. So you had to do the, your token high school workout. So you had your morning, uh -huh. afternoon AAU workout and you had to do your token hour in the high school pool just to, you know, to be able to swim high school. Mm -hmm. and, and it was, it was grueling. I actually, you know, we did stupid distances. We did stupid dry land was <laughs> over the top in every way. And I blew out both shoulders when I was at um, the summer between my sophomore and junior year and quit. Oh my gosh. Ah, yeah. That's totally blew, totally blew my shoulders. Bursitis, tendinitis. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't lift either arm above, above right about here. Oh, wow. For wow. about a year. Yeah. Um, so I quit swimming for 11 years, went to college, finished that, um, traveled around, finished that. Uh, got a job and uh, is at the University of Utah that had a really great pool, Steiner Aquatic Center, right down the road. And so I started just to go back to Steiner to just for fitness and found the master's team there and started swimming with the master's team. 
What um, year was that? I was a near Steiner, University of Utah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> just for a that. very short spell. <laughs> that was, uh, let's see, I moved to Utah in 89. Okay. But I left there in 96. Okay. I mean, it's a little like, bit after you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, that was like right when they'd first built the place. And I mm. since it's really new and fancy. They've done quite a lot to it. Um, but then I, then I moved to Moab. Well, uh, let's wait. Let's go back to Utah. So you started swimming. That was where you started swimming again. Uh, so I started swimming, swimming, swimming back again with uh, the Steiner masters. Um, and that was how did your shoulders feel? <laughs> fine, actually. <Okay. laughs> they were fine. <laughs> yeah. It only took what 11 or 12 years for them to heal. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just, but that was just pretty casual. I think I made, did one competition the whole time I was there. I was really there just for fitness. Um, but then moved to Moab, Utah, where we had a, only an outdoor pool. And um, it was open from March to November, which was great, but it closed for three months a year. No team. Mm. So I just swam there for fitness and, and uh, just, you know, from then for, yeah, for 13 years, just basically a fitness swimmer didn't do a whole much of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, did, however, um, work really hard in um, an effort to get a year-round pool built there. Oh. Um, spent years, you know, everything from working with city council to planning council to, uh, you know, citizen petitions to going around other communities to seeing their pools and helping being on the design team. And finally, right when I left, they built the year long pool. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So I've never actually swam in it. (laughs) Oh no, that's a big, we were doing some of that here and I think that that's a big, it's a big job. (laughs) It it is. And, you know, in in a town like Moab, which was kind of poor at the Mm -hmm or in seasonally economy and did, you know, it was kind of a mess, but it, it was good. Um, but it happened. That's fantastic. It did happen. Yeah. I went to visit like two years ago and they let me walk through it and I was just bawling my eyes out. It's <laughs> so beautiful. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. So then, um, yeah. So, but then I moved here to Corvallis, Oregon and, um, started swimming with the, um, uh, Corvallis aquatic team here and was just kind of putzing along and uh, not really doing much. Went to a couple meets, had fun. Um, and then I, uh, you know, or Oregon masters puts out a little newsletter, uh, you know, the Oregon OMS thing, or I don't remember what it's called, but Pat Allender wrote an article in one of the, one of the issues of this newsletter um, that talked about how much he loved open water swimming. And I was like, huh, Open water swimming, what a concept. <laughs> when was when was this? What, approximately? Uh, this would have been this would have been like 2012, probably. Okay. Okay. So it's well into my 40s. I mean, I was already old. Um Not and, old. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, he, he you know, he waxed we waxed poetic in, you know, in this article about open water swimming. And I was like, wow, that sounds really cool. I should I think I might try this open water swimming stuff. And um went to an event that's held at this lake called Hag Lake north of us mm-hmm. uh, on my way. And I met Marlis Cabert. Um, <laughs> uh, I met Marlis and I think she was there with a woman named Sandra, Sandra Usegi, right? Is that how you say her last name? <laughs> and, you know, I knew they were from Corvallis somehow. Introduced, 
And Marlis is like, oh yeah, just have fun. Just do this, just do this. And gave me all kinds of pointers. And that was my first kind of like pointers in an open water. So this is your first open water. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Right. You know, it was awful. It was one of those, you know, it was put in by a tri club. So it was one of those awful tri stars where everybody rips <laughs> their faces apart. You know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, you, and you stuck around. <laughs> <laughs> I stuck around. <laughs> Yeah, because it's fun. I actually really enjoyed it. So yeah, so kind of the little little light bulb went off, and and um, after that, I started taking advantage of all of the great open water swimming events we have here in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that was kind of it. I really just I then went to Elk Lake, loved Elk Lake. Went to you know um, Ashland down to. Um, Applegate. Yeah. yeah, Applegate. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not, not enough coffee to actually speak coherently yet. But. We, we have a we have a pretty cool little swim open water swim series here, and that's what that Sue's alluding to. That's kind of how yeah. we met each other. But it yeah. um, you have to drive a lot, I guess, for those East Coast people. I don't think they get like how much we have to drive to go to do the whole series. You have to drive at least from from Southern Oregon. It's everything's oh, yeah. more that multiple hours to get to these weekend swim events, but they're, but they're great fun. It's ridiculous for a state as wet as Oregon to have so many lakes. I, I'll never understand it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's what four hours to Elk Lake and six to Applegate and, you know, another four to Eel or three and a half to Eel Lake. And, but they're gorgeous venues and they're really, really, you know, an awesome group of people. And I think more than anything that kept me going on, it was that just a fabulous bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these um, are multi-day things that you camp at, and I love camping. So you know, put those things together, and it was kind of a, it's kind of love. love. <laughs> <laughs> when did you start pushing distance? So you started at Hag Lake. What did you do at Hag Lake? What was your first open water? Like the mile. Or- oh, I did the two. What? Let they have an eight hundred, a two k, and a four k, and mm-hmm. I did hundred and the two k because the four k just seemed like way too big. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when did I start pushing? Probably, you know, the moved up to the Elk Lake 5K and then Applegate 10K. Um, I think I started pushing distance in 2014. Okay. But keep in mind, I mean, compared to the folks that you get on this. We get all kinds, Sue. There's no. Yeah, I know, but I don't. I want your story. My distance is little tiny distances compared to most (laughs) folks. But there's people out there who might just want to do their first 2K and you can be inspiration for them. <laughs> I don't know if any of them are on this call. A <laughs> hundred people download the podcast every week or more, yeah. 200 sometimes. So there's someone oh, out there who's just curious. Wow. Just Interesting. curious. Interesting. Now I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think it was 2014. And then um, the first real distance was the Portland Bridge Swim. Um, first, I, I kayaked it for Pat. Allender, he swam it. Um, and I did kayak support for him. And I just had so much fun doing that, that I decided next year I was going to swim it. Um, so I think that was 15, 16, 14, if you, either 14, 15 or 15, 16, I'd have to go look. Um, and just loved the Portland Bridge swim and came back and immediately did it again the next year. Cause that was just so much fun. Um, what was your favorite part about it? You know, I loved, um, I love seeing the city from that angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A city that you see so often from up above and you know zipping around and in, in, in a certain speed and a certain uh, uh aspect and everything and to see it so completely differently um and to see 
and to go through the change of a city you start up where there's kind of really not a whole lot going on and go through almost wilderness not wilderness but you know more natural areas and then and then the city and then go through this just <laughs> the, the industrial part right <laughs> reminds you what a city is for um, <laughs> and uh yeah and just and i enjoyed the distance quite a lot i really enjoyed swimming that long it's kind of fun um so i came back and did that again the next year and by then I was starting to, you know, scout around for other big swims. Um, and yeah, but I think probably the, one of the most influential swims was actually, um, it wasn't all that long. It was the great Chesapeake Bay swim mm -hmm. where, sorry, next coffee's ready. <laughs> keep them in cereal <laughs> um I got there and it was like blowing 35 knots and there's a small craft advisory and you know they were hemming and hauling about whether to actually hold the event and they went ahead and held it anyway because the water was the wind was straight down their backs it wasn't blowing us sideways so we weren't going to leave the channel so much mm -hmm. and it was just such a hoot because the waves were massive I mean it was more surfing than swimming and I never saw a single support boat the entire swim. There was supposed oh to be a safety station out there. I never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, it was just massive waves. And I just had so much fun. I was just hooting and hollering the entire time. And um, some little, some, some little thing clicked in my head that, uh, that I really liked that. I really liked that roughness. I liked the, the, the feel of all that energy in the water and, uh, yeah, so that kind of made me feel a little bit more brazen about going to try different things. Mm -hmm. Not what that I've anything brazen yet, but <laughs> <laughs> what was the, what was the impetus to do the Chesapeake Bay swim? Were you like out there for work? Or uh, I was out there for work. Yeah, um, yeah, I've done a couple of Chesapeake Bay things because I because I go out there for work occasionally, um, and I was able to combine it with a work trip, which was handy. Um, but no, it's just it, it looked. Um, Oh, it was its 50th or no, 25th anniversary or 50th anniversary. I can't remember. It was a big anniversary for the swim. And, and I thought that was kind of cool. And um, yeah, it's kind of iconic, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what it sounds. I have not been, yeah. been there to it, but I've, I've heard, I've yeah. heard it as taught to spoke of as, as though it's iconic. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, for, and I think that at that phase, I was really into iconic swims. Like I wanted to go do the, you know, the, you know, some anniversary swim of the, um, of the big shoulders, you know, mm -hmm. I was going to, you know, went to, uh, you know, a couple different like years that, you know, like the, our 20th, our 25th anniversary swim. I, and I don't know why I was, I just decided that that was the year to do them. Maybe, nice. I don't know, more swag or something. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what, how do you describe the feeling of completing like that first Portland bridge swim? Oh my goodness. Um, I didn't think I was going to make it actually the first one. So I was, I was extremely happy that I did it. It was like, you know, there wasn't much more than like, Oh my God, I did it. I, you know, finished. Um, uh, because I didn't think I could swim that far. And I had been quite fretful leading up to it about the temperatures and the currents and the, you know, um, the temperature, I was quite fretting about the temperature, was, which was just fine. Mm -hmm. 
but Diane was asking about the current. How fast is the current? I can't remember. That year, uh, that year we were kind of riding slack, but I think there was a little push to it. Um, I can't remember the exact speed, but it was a helpful current as opposed to the second year. Um, <laughs> we were swimming against the current for half the swim. It was like slack to against. And then, um, and that swim, which I thought I felt better and stronger and was a much better swim, took more than an hour longer. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, they used to, the right. They used to always do it on, with the, so that the tide was always going out. So, well, or else the current was always going with you. But then, yeah, there's just this last like two or three years because they got in the, the open water swim series. They've not had as much control over the, <laughs> over the day that they choose. And so yeah, a few so. times that's really been a bummer for people is that all of a sudden the, the current changes in the middle. There. Yeah, it, it is strange when you, you know, stop for feeding and you're going the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And it's weird how it, I, I mean, I just remember for me, like how it just gets like kind of rough. It's not like you're all of a sudden can tell it's like, you know, I don't know, like just the way that it changed. It's just all of a sudden it just becomes, you're just not making as much progress. But I don't know, like the sensation of it was just really bizarre, I guess, because I'd done, the, I'd always done it in the years where you were with the current and I didn't yeah. And then all of a sudden, one year, it's like, wait a second, <laughs> what's going on here? Like it got slappy or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It got a little slappy then too. But. <laughs> so the feeling of completing a marathon swim in general? Um, you know, now it's, it's more like, <clears throat> um, I don't know. You know, I, I've, I've thought about this as, as I've heard you ask people this question so many times and, and I, I go back and forth on it. On, on the one, it's this kind of, you know, great feeling of achievement, um, you know, like doing, you know, like I did it. Oh God, I actually did. I didn't think I could do it kind of thing. Um, the other part is like, you know, just like, Oh my God, I get to stand up now. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to stand up now. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think you keep doing distances? Yeah. Um, you know, I really, I, I like the challenge of it. I love the feeling of just being out there and just pounding away for hours and hours. Um, and, and I should say, I mean, for, I haven't really done any massive swims. I mean, I did my longest swim ever, which was um, just this past summer, which was width of Tahoe. So 12 miles is as far as I've gone. Um, and a bunch of, you know, things, in, you know, 11, seven, nine miles, that kind of mid range, you know, sort of thing is, is the best I've gotten so far. Um, so it's not like I've done, you know, some of the Herculean feats that, <laughs> that we've discussed on these calls many times before. <laughs> so it's not like I'm out there like going, you know, going so far into the dark side or so deep into the, the pain zone or anything like that. Um, in six hours, I don't know that, that I mean, I don't know that it, I think I get the sense from hearing people talk on, on this, for instance, that, that there's this whole nother level out there past eight, 10 hours or whatever that I have not personally experienced yet. Um, do you seek to push any more distance? Uh, yeah, actually I do. I, I, but I, but incrementally. Yeah. Um, That's smart. That's super um, smart. <laughs> I would kind of like to find, where the, where the limits are. Cause a lot of the times I, you know, a lot of times when I'm done, I kind of want to get back in and, you know, and go more. Right. 
Um, and, and I've kind of gotten myself into a trap the last, well, not, not COVID year, COVID year is weird, but um, a couple of years before where I'd gotten such good great shape, had, you know, so many good swims under my belt and it would get to be like September or October and I had nothing more lined up and I was in top shape and I wanted, mm-hmm. and I, and I hadn't gotten close to where I thought I could, as far as I could swim. And I just wanted to swim more. So I started calling everybody and <laughs> looking at everything for a swim and not really being able to find anything that wasn't because everybody was booked at that point in time. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I like leave the year kind of like frustrated, like, God, I could should plan better. If I'd only plan better, I could have had another swim in, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, I don't know, a testament to your your training ability <laughs> Any tips on training for a new person that's oh god up? <laughs> oh yeah you know training's a that's a, that's a whole new topic just because this because of this year you know mm-hmm. training is is a memory um <laughs> instead of a, a lived reality at this point um um you know i i I mean, luckily I still, I like swimming in the pool. Um, I liked it. This year has been hard swimming in the pool. Um, mm-hmm. Way more open water than I've ever done and much harder time adapting to the pool this year. Um, but this year's just so weird. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I had a, I have a coach who's really invested in, in, in my success. And although he's not like a real doting coach, he, you know, he paid attention. He gave me, you know, good, strong workouts to, to keep me fit. And then I would just, you know, I, I just stayed on it. Um, just swam a lot and logged a lot of miles and did a lot of, um, um, I, I always think I remember that, that, uh, video that, um, Evan Morrison put together about swimming in the Channel Islands and he, mm has the thing in here is just like you just got to do the time you just got to do the time mm-hmm. like that's that's the trip that was the best tip to me is like you just got to do the time in the water and um and it feels like it does pay off um especially when you push it and make you know try and do it faster and faster and play with speed work and and interval training and um you know, all that stuff that Lynn Cox told us is like, yeah, you can, you can do interval training in the open water. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think where it breaks down is when you start going those really big distances though, because you can't, you know, you can't swim that much. Right. So that's where at some point you have to just know that you can, you know, have the confidence to push yourself. That's a, but that's, yeah. We could talk about training. Maybe that'll be part of season two. We'll really dig season into two. training. <laughs> tell us about tell us about this one you're most proud of. Oh my goodness. Um, I should have been prepared for these questions. I was trying. I was purposely trying not to prepare for your questions because I was a little nervous about doing all this. Um, I thought maybe if I didn't think about it, it might go away. <laughs> um, uh, you know, uh, swim around Lido Key um, was really, it might be that, um, because I had, uh, I had rented a kayak, I had signed up to have a course assigned kayaker, and um, I got there and the person who had signed up wasn't there, so they just found this guy, 
and um, very, very sweet elder gentleman who um, claimed to be a good kayaker, um, lived on a lake. Um, I don't know if he had any experience in surf at all. Um, so he, he, he said he's going to be my kayaker and, and we, we get going and I haven't gone a thousand meters before I can't find him. Well, first, well, first he's guiding me way the hell out off course. I mean, he's going like, you know, we were supposed to go around the Island this way and he's going out this way. <laughs> and I'm, I'm swimming like, and I'm, and at first I'm not paying that much attention. I'm just watching him and I realize where I am. And then I start trying to pull him back. <laughs> he's just heading off to sea. And, um, and turns out he was trying to find calmer water. <laughs> 90 degrees off course to find calmer water disappears <laughs> and I can't see him. Um, so I just get back on course and I just swim. Um, and I stop every once in a while and look over my head to see where, you know, where he is. And I never see him. And so, um, you know, get kind of around the Island and realize, okay, I'm, I haven't had any food or water for a really long time. And so I flagged down somebody else's um, support boat and I asked if they had any water they could spare. And so they gave me a drink of water. And then I said, you know, if, if you happen to see this guy, <laughs> you know, tell him I'm over here. <laughs> and then, um, so I just kind of keep swimming and it's, it's a very lovely swim. If you, if you haven't done it, it's, it's worth doing just cause it's, it's such a great venue and such nice water and, um, and then I realized, you know, gosh, I could, I, I, I'm starting to bonk. And so I, I flagged down somebody else and they give me a goo. Oh, wow. And then at this point I fess up. It's like, I don't have a kayak <laughs> kind of out here. <laughs> and, uh, um, but I kept swimming. And then this, this fantastic woman who was just going to be one of the, the spotter kayakers. So just volunteering came over and, and kayaked with me with three quarters of the way around the course, which is seven miles, seven miles and change or something like that. And um, she was great. And she gave me another goo, which was fantastic. Um, and then you, you know, you kind of come down around the Island and we hit these huge waves. So it was like, I was having a hard time even seeing her. She lost me at one point. There was really big waves crashing around um, that you're head on into. And then you, you kind of come around the Island and they're, then they're behind you. But, and then you're almost done. But at that point, I had not had enough of anything. And I was just starting to fade big time. Oh, no. She had lost me <laughs> again. I got lost again. Um, I was on course, but she had lost me in the waves. And then she came over and she took one look at me. And, and there was a, one of the big support boats was, was not far away. She goes, give us electrolytes now. <laughs> and so they throw a bottle of uh, Gatorade in and I just, the whole thing again and I'm like ah. <laughs> and go on and finish the race so um that might be it because that was just such an exercise in in like shattered expectations you know all of my good feeds all of my perfect planning and all of my thoughts about the way this should go was just like out the window and you just had to just put down put your head down to swim wow. <laughs> shut up and swim <laughs> When was that? How long ago? That was 17, I think, 2017, 2018, somewhere around there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's a, a, a rough learning, but it's an important <laughs> one. <laughs> Turns out the guy had flipped. He had no experience in waves. He had flipped and had to tow him in. He lost all of my bottles and all of my stuff, but all of my spare goggles were gone. But you know. Oh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> That's quite a story. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that you haven't finished? Um, not yet. Knock wood. Um, <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, I don't think I don't think there is, but I haven't really done. You know, remember I haven't done a whole lot. I'm, I'm Stop saying that. Stop saying. That. <laughs> uh, no, not yet. Um, it'll come. <laughs> <laughs> tell us, tell us about Tahoe this year. Ooh. Tahoe is great. You know, I signed up for it way back um, in like this time last year. Um, before the the pandemic, um, signed up for it on my birthday. It was going to be my birthday present for myself. And then the pandemic, and then um, I was going to do it with Sylvia. And uh, Sylvia gave everybody the option to can't to defer to the next year. And so in March or April, I decided to defer. And then, because I, I just didn't see the training happening. I didn't see the travel. I didn't, I, mainly I didn't see the training happening. I didn't think there was any way in hell I could be fit enough for that with a pool closing. <coughs> Excuse me. But, um, but thanks to Marlis actually managed to get me into, well, I started, I had started swimming in this little backwater in the Willamette river, but with a wetsuit and everything. And, and Marlis actually got me to take the wetsuit off and, and, you know, start swimming for reels. <laughs> <laughs> and, we're actually doing, you know, we're actually getting in most, most days. Uh, we were getting not, you know, not the huge distance, not the huge interval training or anything like that, but we were getting in the water um, most days. And then, um, you know, I started thinking that the, then things loosened up a little bit. And, you know, I, I'd done some camping and realized that camping was a fairly safe way to go. And I had never canceled my campground reservations for Tom. Mm. Um, even though I deferred, I, I thought I'd hold on to them just in case. And, um, you know, at some point I realized, you know, I, I, I might just try it anyway. Cause I really, at that point, I really wanted to get out of town. Really, badly. really, really wanted to get out of town at that point. Um, so I called Sylvia up and she, and she said, oh yeah, your day is still open. Do you want it? <laughs> I said, sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, went down and um, crewed, uh, did a really great combination. I, I crewed for Sarah Eisman. Um, mm. She did a true width um, a couple of days before. And so I, I kayaked for her. And then um, and then Marlis came down to crew for me and um, just had, a, had perfect conditions. Um, I mean, it was glass most of the way. It had almost- What time does it start the, for the- it was what four thirty-five or something like that. I think we started. Um, okay. So it's dark, it, but it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it went. It seemed to go fast. It seemed to go really, really fast. It's, you know, Tahoe. You start. You just get mesmerized by the shades of blue. You know. <laughs> um, and I remember that just the first couple hours with the light starting to come in, just focusing on the blue. And is it blue yet? <laughs> you know it's like is right. it blue yet is it blue yet <laughs> and I tried I decided I was the exact moment that it turned blue 
mental games. Yeah. So how did you feel not having been able to get the training in like you would have in a previous year? How did you kind of get through some of that? Um, I don't know. How did you feel like like your confidence so that you could still get through, even though you hadn't really had the same amount of training you would have put in for that? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Once again, I wasn't confident I would make it because I felt undertrained. But, um, but I also felt like I had kind of, I don't know, background training that there was that it hadn't left me yet. (laughs) Um, Not like now, now I feel the training is like gone. (laughs) 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 But uh, I, I, yeah, I, you know, I just, I I very much went into it. Well, if I don't make it, I don't make it. If I make it, I make it great. You know, don't, I don't. Um, And so I, I don't know that I was so hung up on finishing because okay. I didn't feel trained. I didn't feel like, oh, I'm here, ready to go, you know. Interesting. <laughs> um, I was, I was there. I felt like I was there more for the experience and, and I remember thinking, well, for, it's going to be a very expensive experience if I get pulled out, <laughs> <laughs> get my money's worth and stay in. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so what do you think is more blue, Waldo or Tahoe? <laughs> Ooh. Waldo is one of our local mountain, local, quote unquote, local, local as in we're both in Oregon. <laughs> right. Waldo might be more blue than Tahoe. I was, uh, the clarity in Waldo, I think is unparalleled. Like I was kind of underwhelmed yeah. when I went to Tahoe and I was like, okay, sure it's blue, but it wasn't that clear at least when I could see it. <laughs> I thought there was a, there, Tahoe has more purple tones to it. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting into our shades. <laughs> yeah, I think I would, uh, where 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 Waldo is just such a pure pure blue. Where I, and I know they say that about Tahoe, but I, I think there's more slightly in the purple end of the spectrum. Than- <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so how do you adapt when things get tough? You know, you had the experience in Lido Key. You obviously had to adapt there. You know, you had to kind of adapt to this whole year and to Tahoe. How do you kind of adapt when things are when things start changing um, up under your feet? <laughs> um. I, I take tremendous motivation from people like you guys. Um, I mean, tremendous. That's, I think that's why I, I love these calls so much because um, it's part of the community of people who are like, who I'm looking at right now on the zoom screen are just amazing. Um, I take tremendous motivation from thinking about uh, other people's swims. You know, I'll think to myself, um, you know, okay, I've been swimming for four hours, but if I was Sarah Thomas, I would only be 185th of the way done right now <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> it's like, fuck up. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll think about, I'll think about really great swims and, um, and think, oh my God, Sue, you're only a tiny fraction, at least do a little couple more tiny fractions <laughs> before you get all whiny. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I do. I really, I just, um, I, I, I love the swim stories. I love, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a vampire just sucking away at the, at the motivation that I get from, from you guys. Cause it's just, um, it's, it's useful. It's, it's very useful when you, and it's not like a compare and it's like, it's not like, Oh my God, I got to beat Shannon. It's more like, you know, we do this, you know, us humans, we, we do this. And I feel part of this tribe of people who do this. And if I want to be part of the tribe, I got to keep doing it. 
yeah yeah nobody know what you mean about kind of feeding off each other but it's feeding like the energy i think you know yeah. like it's it's more like that than than the comp than the competition which i think yeah most yeah. of us have kind of been like let that go at least for me Although, although I, I remember swimming across Lake, Lake Massawippi. Massawippi with, with you. <laughs> so, so, so the nine-mile swim, Shannon and I are swimming, and, and um, we were off. Our feed schedule was off, but we were, so we were kind yeah, of swimming very similar speed. So we'd leapfrog, and, like, she'd feed, and I'd pass her, and I'd feed, and she'd pass me. And so we'd been doing this for, like, seven miles or something. And then, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden I look over my shoulder and Shannon's just going, zoom. <laughs> and I thought, okay, well, it's only like a mile or two left. I'll try and keep up with Shannon. And I start spinning and spinning and spinning. <laughs> and she's just gone. And I'm like, how in the world, woman? <laughs> Where did you find that speed? <laughs> it was like a third wind or something. I don't know. Something. It was, it was hilarious. Was it was fun though. It was, it was fun. The leapfrogging was really fun. <laughs> that, was the only, that was the only time on a long swim. I actually had this kind of race instinct, like, wait a minute. <laughs> I gotta catch her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I felt the same way. It was funny because yeah. I don't usually feel that way either. But <laughs> it was hilarious. The Canadian waters. <laughs> yeah. You dusted me though. You totally dusted me. <laughs> Um, what's been the worst part of the pandemic? Oh man. Um, you know, I think I'm an endorphin addict. Um, and I think I'm like in serious endorphin withdrawal. Um, I, I, the, the daily workouts, you know, the daily hard swims, um, and, I miss, I miss training. I, I miss training hard a lot. Um, um, and just not, you know, just not going, just having all these, all these plants, all these lakes I want to swim in, all these, you know, oceans I want to swim in, all this water I want to see and just not being able to do it. Um, and, and having it feel kind of okay, but not, you know, just, just a couple weeks ago, we were going to go down to the bay and get, you know, get a bay swim in and figured, you know, okay, we're going to drive. So we're not going to be exposed to people. We're going to, um, you know, stay in a, a, a certified Airbnb, uh, you know, felt like we could have done it safely, but right then everything spiked and the governor said, stay home. And we were like, okay, we really like our governor. And the governor said, stay home. So we cancel it, you know, and it's just like one cancellation after another. Um, and then, and then trying to figure out how to plan. If, I mean, it feels, you know, it's this time of year where you plan next year mm -hmm. and, and not knowing what and how to plan um, is hard. Um, but on the one hand, it's, it's kind of, it's, I'm starting to think I, I'm, this year has made me more, feel less inclined toward like events mm -hmm. and more inclined to go uh, swim exploring, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and maybe that's because I know that I can do that safely, you know, go out to some lake in the middle of nowhere and camp at it and swim at it. You know, the logistics become more challenging. Um, <clears throat> but now I find myself planning like, 
you know, stringing three, four wilderness lakes together on a camping trip kind of thing um, is my planning now, as opposed to saying, okay, I'm going to go to swim the kingdom week and I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, finger lakes up in water festival. And, you know, I'm not thinking mm-hmm. of those kind of lines at all. I'm more thinking about campground reservations by big lakes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I think you're a planning addict, maybe. I am a planning, I am a planning addict, yes. <laughs> planning for endorphins. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, what advice would you give to an aspiring marathon swimmer? <clears throat> um, um, find, find your mentor. <laughs> find, find, find people who are willing to... Uh, uh, to take you under their wing and to tell you the wise words and to say smart things to you and to uh, be happy in your successes and, and whatnot. I mean, I think, um, you know, I was really lucky between Pat Allender and Marlis um, uh, and a few other folks to have really great, you know, folks to swim with who were just, um, full of, full of wise words and good experience. And, and, and I would always say, yeah, find, find the people who are going to help you through it. Um, I don't know. It is a lot of it is the community. I do adore the community. Um, Yeah. Yeah. What uh, marathon swimmers inspired you? Oh my goodness. Well, Caroline has inspired me. <laughs> Caroline's one of them. <laughs> you know, um, oh goodness, so many. Um, you know, I guess it's it's kind of cliche to say Sarah uh, mm-hmm. Thomas, but she has. And there's no doubt. Um, powered through. Her, I mean, her her Lake Powell swim. You know, having lived in that area for a long time. When that when that place gets windy, oh my God! It's just, those desert winds are hell. And I, you know, I just you know, hearing the story of her pounding through that, you know, those wind, that windy day night combo of her first that big ta- or big Lake Powell swim um, was very motivational. Um, Jessica Kiris is is very motivational to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Jessica, I think Jessica and I started swimming open water kind of, kind of ramped it up kind of close to the same time, only she's gone way off the charts. And, um, but talking to her and checking in with her, it's funny. We used to be the same speed. Now I can't even, you know, I can't even imagine seeing her for more than a minute or two. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh my goodness. Um, uh, I was, I, I kayaked, uh, I did kayak support for Kim Hedges around Mercer Island. Um, and Kim Hedges is, I, I, she, she, I find her motivational. She's just, she's very quiet. Um, she's very humble, um, but she just goes, man. She can just go and go and go. And, um, and I think she's, she's off in the distance doing crazy swims on a regular basis and just not telling anybody about it. <laughs> she's just, um, She's just a quiet, humble person. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she was going to swim. She was going to try and swim from San Nicolas Island to the coast, which would be just brutal, I think. Um, last, 
she never got a weather window, I think, uh, what happened. Where is that? Let's see, um, it's one of the further out of the Channel Islands. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember how, it was gonna be, how is it like 40 some miles or 50 something, something like that. I can't remember, I'd have to go look. <laughs> um, but I was gonna kayak for it. It was gonna be a long damn kayak, I know that. <laughs> It's going to be a hard one because I think the the currents and the waves out there are, can be brutal. Caroline says the weather window has to line up with the military window. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it is. You have to get military permission to go out there. Yeah. Or San Miguel. It might have been. Well, San Miguel's. Then you have to get the park permission. Um, it, it was one of those. You, you can see I have a really great memory. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. But I'll just, you know, just mention, I love, I, I really love doing, I love supporting swims almost as much as I like swimming them. Um, and put it out there for anybody who needs a support swimmer. My, my whole retirement plan is to, um, when I retire, is to just kayak support for swims and get some swims in around the side. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you need a boater. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, good to know. Building the, build the old resume. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> um, I were pretty much ready to wrap it up, but I wanted, I did want to ask, I wanted to, I thought you'd bring up running because you run too. How do you manage both running and? <laughs> oh, well, I, well, you know, I haven't really, I, I haven't really run much. Um, I'm just barely getting back in. I haven't run since April, really, when we started swimming a lot more. Um, I, I'm, I'm not a good runner um, by any stretch and it's more kind of a winter thing for it. You know, I kind of don't in the heart of swimming season. So I always have to rebuild it, but um, I just really, the the forests here are beautiful. I mean, Mm -hmm. are so gorgeous um, that I think I'm become more addicted just to being out on those trails than anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and it's kind of like a, a nice animalistic pleasure is, you know, kind of running through a forest trail is, you know, you feel very primal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm very slow at that. And I was, you know, I haven't even run a marathon distance in that. I, I, my 20 miles was my longest um, trail run. So it's not like I was pretty long, (laughs) but but that's more just getting, getting out on the trails. It's just so much fun. Hmm. And I miss them when I'm away from them for too long. And I finally get out. I'm like, oh, I missed you so much. <laughs> they're really, they're really, we've, we've got the most amazing trail network here. That's uh, cool. Oregon State University owns, has vast forest holdings that they've really spent a lot of time doing. Um, they, they're leaning more, <laughs> I think they're leaning away from forestry and into recreation more and more. And so they keep building these amazing trails up there that are just wow. so much fun to be on. It makes me want to think about running, even though I don't run in years, but. (laughs) (laughs) It's more shuffling for me than running. (laughs) It's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Sue. I love it. All right. Thanks. Are you ready to swim smarter? Check out my virtual efficient swimming basics program at intrepidwater.com. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you'd like to be a guest on Marathon Swim Stories, just email me, shannon at intrepidwater.com. Please stay in touch by joining our email list at intrepidwater.com. Thanks for listening.